This is Continua. We're guided by music and grounded in science. Journey with us as we explore the intersection of music and health. We're diving into discussions with professionals and creatives. We're sharing information and giving you conversations to motivate you along your health journey. I'm Chloe Livray. I'm Aliyah Abdullah. And And you're you're listening listening to The Continua Podcast. Ooh, yes. There you go, Billy. This is a great way to start the day today. An old gym. Mm -hmm. Real music. That's real music. Real instruments. Yes. This is one of my favorite songs. My sister performed this one in high school. Oh, nice. Good memories, then. (laughs) Well, hello, everybody. We have Billie Holiday playing today. A nice classic gym. And we have a special guest here today. We're excited to talk about today's topic. We'll give you a little tidbit. It's gut health. Check your gut. <laughs> Hashtag check your gut. Hashtag check your check your gut. Wow. <laughs> check your gut with the gut queen. Right? Well, they call me the gutologist. The gutologist. So everyone, we have India Holloway here today. She is a colon hydrotherapist and internationally certified on the board, iridologist. It's pronounced iridologist. Iridologist. That's why Chloe made me do the intro today. (laughs) You didn't even ask me. (laughs) Uh, Health lecturer and author of The Body Doesn't Know How to Die. I actually wrote the book. You did? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to know more about that. Well, basically, the book itself talks about everything that I do, I talk about to my clientele. So if you've been on my table before, you've heard my rhetoric, that's my book. Gotcha. And Ali and I have both been been on on your table. Yes, we have. (laughs) Thank you very much. You can speak from experience. (laughs) It's quite the experience (laughs) yes so when you lay on my table you get a good sense of all the things that not only I talk about but that I do because it's all general life experience everybody that comes to me has a lot of the same um, experiences that you did when you laid down your fears of coming to me Uh, And then after you're there for one, maybe two minutes, you realize that it's not that bad and it's not that difficult to get into. The questions you ask are the questions that I a lot of times write down and then I utilize those to do my own broadcast on the radio show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Comes straight from the horse's mouth, Mm -hmm. my clients. So gut health. Mm -hmm. If we were to describe colon hydrotherapy in simple terms for anyone that's listening when they hear this podcast, how would you 
describe colon hydrotherapy? It's the gentle flushing of the colon. Because you know there's, you got two guts. You got your small intestines and your large intestines. So your, your large intestines is where all the garbage settles and then has to be flushed out. And over a period of time, you got five feet of colon, and there are people that have issues with elimination, we'll, we'll say. And with that, there are those that just know that cleansing the gut is a form of good health. There are gentle flows that go in of water and is released to come back out. In that five feet of colon, we may lose somewhere in the neighborhood of three, two to three pounds of waste. I've gone as high as five to 10 in one visit. Wild. Yeah. I know I felt lighter afterward. Yeah. Yes. And that's one of the things people will say. I feel lighter. I, I feel like I could run a marathon or, you know, <laughs> the energy you get from it. Think about this. When you make a regular bowel movement, as a rule, you feel great. Nothing is better than a good poop. So, You're not wrong. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Tell the truth. Yes. <laughs> so once we've cleaned out the system, you get a burst of energy. You feel light. You feel clean. You feel uh, like you don't want to put another a single thing in your body in the way of food because you feel clean. So uh, in essence, uh, you hear people say, I don't know if I want to do that because it wipes out all your bacteria, but it doesn't. That's just from people who don't know how the gut works. There's too much bacteria in there to wash it all out. So Right, uh, like thousands and thousands. Oh, oh, right? And I remember you billions, explaining, billions, billions. Right, yeah. and I remember you explaining to me. So the the colon hydrotherapy machine that you use was created by doctors, right? Exactly, and it's it's not a machine; it's a device. Device. Okay. It's a device because nothing's being sucked out or pulled out. Your body literally pushes the water back out. I inflow the water and release it to go out and the body pumps that water and the waste out. Interesting. Yeah. This is like a natural. It's so natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. So when the body's its own machine, right? It, it <laughs> is. It is a machine. And that's the one thing I teach my clients when they come in is that this body is so special. You have no clue how special it is until you really delve into what it is that the body's doing and how it does it and all the things that you're not taught and how it works. Like, um, I, I, I always say, if I were president of these here United States... Every child from K to 12 would learn physiology and anatomy. And yes. by the time they graduate, they'll be pre-meds and nobody could kill them because they know better. Right now, they have no clue. They just eat and poop. Hmm. And it's so much more in that system 
that happens than uh, most people know. Do you work with kids? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. My youngest client that's come in has been six years old and a boy. Oh, wow, yeah. That's young. I mean, let's, and your, your other um, clientele is also men as well, right? Specializing mm-hmm. with, with You know, men. I started out, Aaliyah, with, I say, 90% women okay. as clientele. And now it's like up to maybe 40 to 50% men. Wow. And they, there are days that I only see men. Yes. Well, yes. What's the what's That's the great. biggest challenge or, or fear um, most guys come in with? That because... I'm going to hurt them. I'm okay. going to hurt them. And they feel like their anxiety is, this is going to hurt. I'm going to have pain. And it never happens. As a matter of fact, by the time I'm halfway through, they realize there is no pain. Discomfort, yes. No pain. But there is an initial level of interest because they're coming to you, right? The interest comes in this. You know, the minute your body stops doing what it normally does, the minute you start losing energy, the minute you have a pain that's been there for a year or more, it's time to check that out. And they don't want to go to a doctor. Mm -hmm. So they come to me, they call first and ask questions. And I love their questions. And after the questions, then it's the whole thing of, okay, I'm going to do it. So they come in, and this is how I get my referrals of other guys. From other guys. The referral is from their buds. What's the most common question that you normally get? Besides, is it going to hurt? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or either common question or common remark. Because I know uh, I've brought it up to some guys and I know exactly what their first remark is. <laughs> <laughs> no, some of them kind of hold back because they hear how I respond to them. Okay. So they figure I better not go down that trail, but keep it on the straight and narrow. But... Um, It is amazing how a lot of them feel like I'm going to flush everything out of that colon in that visit. And it's not going to happen. Colon's not made that way, and it doesn't work that way. So, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest one. So I have to do a, a preliminary conversation. Preliminary conversation goes like this. Uh, I ask them their name, their age, their blood type, uh, how, how, um, how much they're eating, what kind of foods they're eating. And, and this is all over the phone. And once I've asked certain questions in my head, I already know what's going on in their gut. So I'll say to them, and these are just general questions, you know. So once I've got the answers, let's just say, as an example, uh, I weigh 250 pounds. I, um, I eat red meat. I, um, I, I am an old blood type. Um, 
and I drink very little water. Let's just stop it at that. But there's many more questions. And I'll say, okay, so your belly's the biggest thing on you. You're bloated, you're gassy. You uh, have some real stinky farts. And there's a host <laughs> of other things. And they're silent on the other end because I've hit every spot. Every single <laughs> they're ashamed. They're like, wow, my gas sucks. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're like, they're, how does she know me? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're sitting there in, in awe. And they'll go, okay, when can I come in? <laughs> Just from knowing how they feel. Mm. And it's almost like I'm a psychic. And I'm not. I just know the body well enough. That's kind of what you said to me. Yeah. Right? Because Aaliyah went to you first and she calls me and she basically said that you were like a, a very like intuitive right. um, person and you guessed a lot of things that mm -hmm. were very much applicable to Aaliyah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's just the common knowledge of how the body works. And if you know the person put food in their mouth, and did you know your blood type? Yes. What was it? O positive. I would have said instantly, you're lactose intolerant and you're gluten intolerant. And that gets their attention as well. If you're gluten intolerant and you're lactose intolerant, those two foods, I would take you off for at least a month, right? And I would tell them that. And... Then I know that they're real curious. They want to know more. And then we take it to the next level of how they're feeling, what, uh, what they're looking at, uh, what they're looking to get from me. And there are some people I don't even want to see. Oh, you're 500 pounds? You're going to hurt me. No. You see how physical I am when I'm working on that body? Mm -hmm. I don't want to work on a 500-pounder. That's painful. I got carpal tunnel. And so um, I'll tell them, well, you, what, what's going on with you may be above my pay range, mm. so I can refer you to somebody else or something else that you can do. So there's a there's a number of things just not not psychic. You're 500 pounds. You're huge. You're full of crap, and I'm you're expecting me to get it out. You're the captain of that ship, and you're gonna have to do it. If you're coming expecting me to do it, it's not gonna happen. It sounds kind of similar to, and I'm pretty sure Chloe can elaborate on this, when people go to personal trainers and coaches yes. and they just expect their yes, body to right? just morph into something else without putting in the work or being realistic of the fact of you made a series of decisions to get to this point. So you're going to have to do a series of decisions to get out of that or work yourself out of it. Um, and it's going to take work and it's going to take time. It's, it's going to take no time. There's no quick fix. So in educating the people, one of the things, and you can relate to this, that I have to tell them is that every portion of this human body has, has systems and cycles and periods and flows and ebbs, and it's on a mission to get you through life. Since we are hardwired to heal, you don't you should not feel bad you should not be sick 
if you're doing the right thing and I'm going to guide you in to doing the right thing, and if you follow protocol, if you trust and believe the protocol, you're going to be fine. But you have to know it's going to take time. So a, a colonic should be something that people naturally like the body should be should naturally be able to do that, correct? Yes. So how long would you say it takes for the body to kind of get back to being able to do that after working with you? Good question. I always tell people, if they are going to do this, you've heard the expression, it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. You heard that? Yep, right? we've heard it. Okay. So I say, okay, let's go this route. It's going to take 21 times three. The first 21 days, your body goes into shock. You are changing your body's natural protocol that it's now used to. It's been doing all this time, and, and it's gotten into the groove of this is where I settle. And now along comes India, and what I do is change your protocol. The body goes into shock. It says, what the hell are you doing? I don't, I don't recognize this routine. I don't know what to do with this routine. And then in 21 days, that's the first shock wave that the body gets. And then you're, you get headaches. You know, when you stop drinking coffee, you get a headache. When you take a, a particular herb, you, you may get a little more bloated, like with probiotics. And there's a, a number of things that happen in the body when you change in that 21 days. So your ankles will swell, your headaches, you get bloated, you get gassy, you get lightheaded and dizzy, you don't want to get out of bed. I mean, it's shock. That's the first 21 days. The second 21 days, the body goes, oh, I get it. I, I kind of like it. As a matter of fact, I've lost a little weight. The headaches are gone. The ankles are no longer swollen. I'm riding with this pony. I like it. <laughs> and so... Riding with the pony. Yes. And, th and that's yes. the second 21 days, right? And then the third 21 days, the body resets, reboots, restarts. Mm -hmm. But you have to be consistent the right. whole time. That makes that makes sense. It kind of reminds me of the three phases of learning, like what we were talking about with Alicia, um, our neuroscience specialist who came okay. on. But you got to get it set in the groove and you got to keep it there. Mm -hmm. And if you don't within that three times 21 and you go, the girls get together and they go to Vegas and it's all you can eat buffet from the dessert bar, you know, and you're doing all the wrong things, your body goes right back into shock. So mentioning um, blood type, mm -hmm. do you find that um, blood type is, is the most important piece of information that one can have when, when doing like a diet plan or a diet regimen? Absolutely. It's very important. Maybe not the most important, mm -hmm. but very important because now I've been doing blood typing for 35 years and 
a lot of people had already poo-pooed it until this COVID thing hit. Right. There's a lot of people that have taken their health more seriously as a result of this last year. And this is what they're saying out there. I'm talking doctors and scientists that if you're an O blood type, your system is strong against the COVID. If you're an A blood type, A, you're the weakest. <laughs> Everybody, Chloe just raised her hand <laughs> on the A trade and the A party. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> yes, I am an A negative, and I thought that was a good thing, but clearly not. <laughs> I it, did not get COVID though, so she was good. very precautious. <laughs> I was, uh huh. <laughs> yes, and, and and it's just those types of things that if you know what it is. And you change your diet based on your blood type. A blood types are vegetarians as a rule. They Their bodies can't digest meat. The O blood types can digest the meat. We just have to tone it all the way down to uh, some O blood types will eat the stuff every day. And it's just not acceptable because that's when they come in with the big Buddha bellies. Right. Constipation mm. probably too. Uh, not necessarily, but yeah, a lot of them are constipated. Lots of visceral fat as well. Oh, the visceral fat is off the charts and with most people. Visceral for our liner, our listeners. Is... The visceral fats is the fat that uh, is encasing all your organs your liver, your lungs, your heart, your colon, your small intestines, all of your internal organs are coated with a, a layer of fat. It could be very thin, it could be very thick, but visceral fat leads to your, your high blood pressure, high cholesterol, congestive heart failure, yada, yada, yada. Wow. Yeah. All the things. Right. So the gut is so important. Very important. Basically. And uh -huh. if we're just watering it down to just, if you get one thing, the gut is very important. <laughs> and most of your immune system, it lives in your gut. Right. At least 70 to 80%, you're right. So lives in your gut. what inspired you to go down this route for gut health uh, and educating people about gut health and colon hydrotherapy and iridology? Did yes, I, did I, very yes, I got good. it. I got it. it. it it's, uh, it's pulling out the iris or the color part of the eye so it's iridology so um so it's, it has nothing to do with peeing because <laughs> <laughs> i definitely thought that's what it was at first really yeah okay i don't yeah. know why uh so <laughs> it reminded me of like testing testing pee oh never heard that before <laughs> i haven't but either then, but then you're the alien here right <laughs> She calls me the alien because I'm an A-type. <laughs> no, because you're A-negative. Oh, because I'm A-negative specifically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Most people are positive. So um, to answer your question, uh, my husband was a chiropractor, and I ran his office for like 10 years. So I learned one of the 11 systems in the body is the muscular skeletal system. And my sister was a colon therapist and a nurse. And um, she railroaded me into it. And when my husband retired, I was doing colon therapy. 
<clears throat> so I tried not to, but kept pulling me back, and here I am. <laughs> 30 years later? 35. 35 years later. 35. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I said, okay, because I prayed over this. Really? Pray. And I said, Big G, I do not <gasps> want G. to pump poop out of people. Please, let's find something else for me to do. Over a period of time, I would go someplace, I would be pulled right back, right? So I finally gave in. I go, okay, okay, all right. If this is what you would have me do, I will do it. But make me the best that I can be and keep all the shenanigans out of my way. Bring me people that need my help and keep away all those that want to try it. Mm. This is nothing you try. This is a lifestyle, like it says on my card. <laughs> it, it's, it's a, a lifestyle, lifestyle literally. <laughs> those are the three words India's on the back of her healthy card. living studio. Yeah. It's a yes, lifestyle. It is dot, a lifestyle. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> So over the 35 years, what have you noticed in terms of clientele and just the receptiveness towards colon hydrotherapy? Have you seen more of an influx of clients and more of an influx of interest now that health and wellness is popular versus 35 years ago when you started? yeah. It was a struggle. Uh, uh, Years ago, I was always on radio, advertising, moving forward, leaving business cards at ATMs, you know, did all my due diligence to get the attention. And it was when I realized that I could do things like, we're calling them a podcast now, but a radio show. I was one of the early people on Stevie Wonder Station, And I was there all the time. Whenever they needed an extra somebody to talk to, they knew that I was Johnny on the spot. (laughs) They could call me at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was there at 6, and without ever complaining. So uh, I was one of those people that would do health fairs and you know, educate, just constantly educating people. And now that I've had my own radio show now, it's been about 13, 14 years. Uh, And I talk poop. This is what I do. (laughs) Plain and simple. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But everything that I talk about is the human body taking you back to your gut. Because everything starts in the gut. Everything. So um, if you know that, and if you believe that I can change your perspective on how you feel, how you think, how you go, but I give you good stuff to think about. If people come in to me and I know they're not ready for what I do, I let them know that I know they're not ready and I'll send them away. And when they come back, it might be a month later, it may be years later, 
but then they're ready because everything that I've told them prior to has now come to pass. Wow. And you don't think they're ready mentally, physically, or both? Mentally. Mentally. Mm -hmm. Physically, everybody's ready for this change. Uh, But it is one of those things where people don't want to give up their lifestyle. They don't want to change what they're doing. They want to eat that food that got them there in the first place. And I call it a generational curse. It's been handed down for years and years in the same family, uh, eating certain foods. And that food has gotten them ill. And I'm my own best example with that. I'm an A blood type, but I'm an A positive. (laughs) A plus student. Thank you. So, <laughs> so I don't eat red meat because the body can't break it down. And before I stopped eating the muscle meat, I had the worst skin on the planet. I had constant gut issues, gas, bloating, the whole nine yards. And I was chomping down the meat, but I would get so much heartburn and gas. Until and I, I never looked to see where it was coming from. I just knew I ate that, I got heartburn, right? And it was powerful to bring me down. I had headaches every day. I I was tired and sluggish all the time, all the time. I had all of the symptoms that I know to tell people that they're gonna have now if they don't change. So it is inevitable that if I can clear up skin that I called terminal acne when I was in my 40s, oh my goodness. And then it cleared, it took 10 years to clear up the skin. Not that it would normally take that long, but I had pits and zits Mm -hmm. and scars and discolorations all over. I mean, it was horrendous. And I'm a girl. Our skin is our life, you know? And it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. But when it started clearing up, my skin is better now than it was when I was in my 40s and 50s. Your skin well, looks great. It's flawless, yes, I was about to say. that's actually one of the first flawless. things I noticed when I came into the studio. <laughs> so she is preaching right now. Yes. I mean, yeah. Wow. And it's, it's true. I, I, I would say that I relate to that. I think um, in terms of learning that I was lactose intolerant, it was just more of an elimination type of thing. Because I, I noticed in for me, it started in college, like when I was getting indigestion or like when my stomach was hurting, I started doing what you were saying of what did I eat? That yes. was the first thing that I thought about of mm-hmm. what did I eat? And so I started experimenting and removing things. And then I finally arrived at the fact of like, oh, it's it's for dairy. me, it's dairy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't handle can't the dairy. Oh, blood types cannot digest anything produced by cow's fat or cow's milk. Not happening. Go. Yeah. And, and to take that thought a bit further... What you have is you have the O blood type has a lot of acid in the skin. And I think that's one of the reasons why it fares better against the uh, COVID. Mm. 
virus, too. So that's my own opinion. But uh, a lot of acid, which can break down the meat. A blood types, not enough. So you eat a steak, you're going to wear it. It's going to sit there. It's going to move slow. The body's going to say, what the hell are you bringing in here? And then it doesn't know what to do with it. It doesn't know how to digest it, assimilate it, or throw it away. It'll constipate you. Hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. And it's so cool because I've just naturally gravitated towards being a plant-based eater Mm -hmm. in the past, whatever, seven, eight years now. And I didn't know, I had no idea that there was a correlation between my blood type yeah, right? and that. <laughs> Neither did it I was, with dairy. I just it thought was that innately. it was just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it made sense. I, I've never, like growing up, yeah, we had, you know, we ate meat for sure. Right. My fam- my household ate a lot of meat. But um, once I kind of got on my own, like I cut out pork in high school. I cut out, you know, fish, chicken. Um, I don't know when's the last time I had a burger, like ground beef no idea you know and because i like my body has never really craved it right or it hasn't craved it since i was like super young super super young so it's cool it's cool that the na- that the body just naturally knows what to do for for itself you know and i have women who will insist on eating that meat and their a blood types and they consistently have issues consistently have issues well now we're in the we're in the realm of habit changing (laughs) yes i mean that's that's one of the main things is is habit changing and i had a question about that with with mindset i almost wonder if i know that there are people that are fearful of making the change because of Mm -hmm. the lifestyle and culturally just what they're used to over a period of years but have you noticed that if there's a client that takes that step and that takes that change they're more addicted to how their body feels afterwards and kind of have that aha epiphany moment of like this is how I should have been feeling instead of normalizing the discomfort normalizing the gas normalizing the bloating and just doing things in their lifestyle to cope as opposed to doing something to prevent it Uh, and that is such a great question because they do it all the time. You know, I eat clean, I exercise, I do all the things I'm supposed to. Why is this still happening to me? And when I keep repeating over and over again, your body just can't handle this. And there's so many factors. It's not just the, you know, the 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 thing of your following your protocol from your family and 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 all that was wrong for you but the age factor your gene factor your lifestyle your environment there's so many factors so when folks come in to me one of the things for sure that I will attempt to do is customize this body Mm-hmm. Personalize. And, and then um, when I set them on a path of customization and they do it, uh, they're always amazed. And then grandma steps in. 
who says, I ate it all my oh life. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it didn't kill me. That is literally my grandmother to the T. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're like, you're the little rebel that comes in, right? Totally. You don't eat meat. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Yeah, she looks at me sideways. You oh, know. yeah. It's that side look. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> how how you have friends and associates and, and people that you know that looks at you and say, oh, yeah, she's a little off-center here. And it's not necessarily that. Everybody is different. Mm -hmm. And so to find yourself in that is, uh, I think it's an art. I think it's something that takes bravery and perseverance, and you have to stand strong. And uh, it, it's just like being a colon hydrotherapist. I mean, I had to stand strong. People would call in on a radio station and ask questions or, or make a declaration, the body is designed to clean itself. And I'll go, it's true. If you are eating the right foods, if you are in the right environment, if you know, and I give them the whole breakdown, well, it's going to clean itself. Not if it's stuck there. Right. Right. It just isn't going to do it. In theory, that's what it's supposed to do. In theory. Right. You got it. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing how we kill the body when it's designed to heal mm -hmm. and mend and repair and rejuvenate. I do want to say one thing too. When you were um, when you were saying that people come to you saying like, "Oh, I eat clean. Oh, I exercise regularly," you know, like eating clean. Like I eat clean is such a blanketed statement. Yes, well, like what is that? Like what does that mean to the person? Well, yeah. explain to me. Like let's go into further detail. What do you mean by I eat clean? Because it can look so different from from person to person. And the same thing with like I exercise regularly. Regularly. What, what are you doing? You know, are you just going on, you know, a five minute walk every day? Are you doing high intensity interval training every day? Or do you vary your work? Like, are you doing yoga three times a week? You know, like there's so many different forms. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and, and to your point, personalization and customization is so important. It is. But that's, again, where education comes in. Because if your body is not designed to do certain things, like an O-blood type needs vigorous exercise, it has to do things, uh, the, the biking, the, the, uh, the weights and uh, the running and all that. An A-blood type can sit and breathe. <laughs> inhale and chloe does the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> complete but, opposite but you don't need to work as hard as you do Aaliyah. that's interesting mm -hmm. that's very interesting <laughs> so all in the form of customization and then this is the this is the real deal you're gonna get old Right. That's that's the look at old people. That's the, kicker. the biggest thing that I've come to accept. There's things about <laughs> I will say this on this podcast. There's things about my body that I'm noticing is changing, changing that I thought would happen 
after 30 or in my 40s not in my 20s like (laughs) even stuff started happening in my early 20s and i was like wait it's too early for this like especially i mean dairy was the first thing that was the first thing that i noticed that i couldn't do and i heard people talking about it uh before and i was just like how am i only 20 or 19 (laughs) and i can't have dairy anymore like what is happening or i can't digest this anymore and this is giving me acid reflux like i didn't think i could get acid reflux in my teens and And, and the the whole thing is you were doing it all the way up until a certain point right yes in your 20s yes your body was already lactose intolerant but because you had a particular demeanor and lifestyle uh your body tolerated it and tried real hard to take care of what you were doing and when it found that you know it was exhausted all avenues were exhausted mm-hmm. it just said sorry I give up. There's like a ceiling. Right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I hit that I hit that ceiling. You yeah. Did. I definitely hit that yeah. ceiling. I can I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> I think every every woman our age can probably relate to that. Yes. But wait, wait until after the age of 30 when you have oh my goodness, so many other things that happens in the body and you haven't taken care of it like if after the age of 30, your body stops making making your omegas and you're not taking supplements. You look at your skin that you look at every day and you go, oh my God, where did that come from? Well, it was there all along. You just missed it. <laughs> Everybody else saw it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and no one chose to tell us. <laughs> uh, exactly. Too funny. Well, we're going to we're going to wrap up. I I do want to just say one thing before we um before we end with our last question. Um I want to applaud you for something that you, this we talked about it earlier, but I I did want to mention this how you turn people away when they're not mentally ready. Because that to me is like that is of of the highest like practitioner like mentality to me i don't know if i said that correctly i got it though (laughs) thank you i think that that is that's so like admirable to to turn a client away to turn money away when you know that it's not in their best interest so i just wanted to kind of point that out because you could easily easily bring them in you know, do your thing and then just come back as a cycle because you know that they're Mm -hmm. not going to do what's right for their bodies, right? They're going to keep eating the crap. They're going to keep coming to you. You're going to do your thing. They're going to go back, eat the crap, come to you, and it'll just be this cycle, you know, for you. But the fact that you're like, no, like, I'm not going to take you right now because I know that you're not going to do the right things. Exactly. Let's wait, you know? So I just, I I wanted to point that out before we we ended. I appreciate that too. Because that's, that's my high ground. So I don't want you in here if you're not going to follow protocol. It speaks to your character, India. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we have our question that we ask at the end of every podcast. Sure. And the question is, what is your definition of journey? Of journey? Yes. Your personal definition based off your life experiences. and Well, 
One of the things that I have picked up along the way, and it is a journey, is the fact that we are all going to leave this planet. And if my journey, and this is my journey, then I have to go through this with integrity, being the best that I can be, and making sure that my basic point gets across. And my basic point is how you treat the most important thing you have and have control over is your body. And at the end of all this journey, where you are is what you have done to make this journey good, bad, or indifferent. Wow. I love it. I do too. Well, India Holloway, everybody. India Mm. Holloway. You can find her at India's Healthy Living Studio in Culver City. Yes, you can. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Hashtag check your gut. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of the Continua Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our Continua experience or have any questions based on the topic of this episode, DM us on Instagram at the Continua.